Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Did you sit through the Grammys last night? I uh, normally don't watch them, but I was really intrigued uh, to see how they handled uh, the passing of Taylor Hawkins. I mean, you know, every year you lose different musicians, um, but this one was really tragic and that the Foo Fighters were still at the top of their game, one of the biggest rock acts in the world, and he was only 50 years old. So uh, they did a little uh, little tribute to him just at the beginning of the In Memoriam. I, I, I thought, because this was rumors, I thought there was going to be a little more. Yeah, I thought I was thinking they might put together some kind of drum line or yeah. some famous drummers come up and play a little tribute. I may be thinking a little too far ahead on that or yeah. too much. In the end, what they did was a, a specific mention, a special mention, a little montage before they got to the rest of the in memoriam. And, you know, a lot of a lot of people die each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, I think I think it was probably the right thing to do. The uh, Foo Fighters picked up uh, three Grammys and that now puts them in second place just behind you, too. For rock bands and Grammys with the most. They've got like, I think 14 or something or 15, and U2's got like 22. However, if you were thinking that, <laughs> uh, I don't remember them getting a Grammy. It's because they wasn't done on the yeah. televised portion. The, the rock categories don't make it there anymore. And you would think they would, unless, you know, everything's pre-planned and it's really tough. Although there would have been nobody from the Foo Fighters there to accept it. But um, funny enough, there was some pre-Grammy party that Dave Grohl's wife and daughters all attended oh. for whatever reason. But they were all dressed in black. And right. So, uh yeah, because you think with the story of Taylor Hawkins, and it's still kind of headline news that the Grammys would have made an exception and did some sort of presentation of their awards live to somebody. Yeah, I guess, I guess no, that's just the, the order in which it's done. Yeah. Well, at least nobody got slapped at the Grammys. Right. So that's, that's <laughs> they didn't something. make reference to it, though. Trevor Noah said, we're going to be keeping people's names out of our mouths. Right. And Questlove also got up there to present an award, and he said, uh, all right, I'm going to present this award, and I trust you people will stay 500 feet away from me. Right. Because he was the one who was up getting his uh, documentary yes, award. That's true. When, uh, yeah, and the pre-televised portion, too, LeVar Burton hosted that. He uh, gave a warning. He said, listen, our next presenter is a comic, so you know what that means. Right. Everyone, you know, <laughs> stay in your seats. Keep your hands to yourself. And that comic was Nate Bargatze, and he came out with a helmet on. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah. Now, of course, this is all in reference to Will Smith and the Oscars and slapping Chris Rock. And now, yes, Will Smith says, uh, that's it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm resigning from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, um, which, you know, I guess he did because they were probably going to boot him anyhow. Yeah. Uh, this next upcoming meeting they were going to have. So I think it's a nice way for them to shake hands and go in their own directions. But uh, I think, you know, it, it, I think all it means is he can't vote on the awards at the Academy, perhaps not invited to the Oscars yeah. uh, as a part of it. But, you know, he could still win uh, and he can still act. It's not like he's retired. I don't think he can win an Oscar, though, because he wouldn't be accepted. If he's not a part of the Academy, I don't think he can go after Oscars. I don't know. But, I mean, you've got, well, how does that work when you've got brand new performers who have just started making movies for the first time? Are they automatically members of the academy as soon as you make a movie i don't know it's a couple of people have texted in this morning because we talked about this earlier and somebody said uh he's stepping back from the academy just means he can't vote for the awards he still gets to act and he still can win an award all right well maybe that's the case then that seems odd to me 
Right. Like, well, why would he then be invited back? If he's going to win an Oscar, that means he gets invited back to that party, which he shouldn't be. Right. Well, I, I guess in the sense that then he wouldn't be invited to it, but he could still win if they voted him. Well, I don't think they'll be voting for him. No, and it's going to be tough for him to win any because a bunch of things that he's, uh, I guess, in the works doing, something called Emancipation for Apple. Uh, it's uh, been postponed. Uh, something called Fast and Furious with Net or Fast and Loose with uh, Netflix. That's been postponed, and I guess there seems to be there was some script work going on for a Bad Boys Four. Oh, that's also shut down. Wow, I mean that would be the one that would make sense now, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere, Martin Lawrence is like, damn. It. Well, I'm gonna slap you. Yeah, exactly. Crying out loud. Um, and Jim Carrey made this announcement. I'm retiring, probably. I'm being fairly serious. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It depends if the Angels bring some sort of script that's written in gold ink that it's going to be really important for people to see. I might continue down the road, but I'm taking a break. Okay. I really like my quiet life, and I really love putting paint on canvas, and I really love my spiritual life. And this is something you might never hear another celebrity say as long as time exists. I have enough. Mm. I've done enough. I am enough. That's interesting. I, I respect that end. You know, to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm happy with what I have and I'm good. You know, the I'm retiring kind of part is, you know, a little facetious. And, and unless someone comes with a bucket of cash, then right. I'll do it, right? He's going to Tom Brady that in no time. <laughs> and we lost Estelle Harris. If you uh, don't know her name, you certainly know the character. She was George Costanza's mom. She was also Mrs. Potato Head in the Toy Story and did a ton of commercials. Oh, man. That that Costanza family <laughs> and the character development, uh, she along with Jerry Stiller yeah. playing George's parents were unbelievable. Well, perhaps maybe the best uh, in-laws or the the best TV parents uh, just for pure laughs that you'll find. Hello? Ma! Guess what? Oh, my God. No, it's nothing bad. I'm getting married. Let me talk to her. Uh, hello? Congratulations. I just want you to know that I love your son very much. You do? Yeah. May I ask? Why? <laughs> rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock. Welcome to yet another Monday morning. And that stinks, right? The only thing worse than Mondays is Pandemic Mondays and Pandemic Tuesdays and Pandemic Wednesdays. A study analyzed hundreds of millions of social media posts before and after uh, March of 2020 and found that COVID-19 pandemic had been almost five times more depressing than the usual Monday morning blues. The data found the gloomy mood from the early pandemic months was comparable to a really, really, really bad Monday for social media users globally. But instead of weekly, it was every day. Now, <laughs> sure, I will say okay to that. But let's understand about social media users. They're so dramatic and over the top. True. Yes. Everything is gutted and horrified. And this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And my life is a nightmare. You know, it's all Oscar-worthy drama performances. Right. Well, and also, in so many cases, social media is just a plea for attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that you, you need some public reinforcement mm. or you need your friends to to like or give you a thumbs up or a heart or care or whatever the hell the emoji that you want them to give is you're putting it out there for that response mm-hmm. all the time and in lieu of actually seeing people and hanging out with people and talking with people in a day-to-day environment during a pandemic 
a lot of people went to the to online to search for that. Now, me saying that, of course, I can uh, understand that we all have different lives and different experiences. And, you know, for Lucky and I, we li- live incredibly blessed lives. And uh, I could only imagine if there was some single parent with a couple of young kids stuck in a small apartment or basement apartment, not only trying to help school their you know, homeschool their kids, but keep up with their own job if they were working remotely. They of were course. lucky enough to still be working. Yeah, yeah I mean, life uh, during the last two years has been absolutely brutal for many. So I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, um, I don't want to judge anybody's. Uh, opinion of how things played out and i'm sure every day was incredibly miserable for many people well and it it's is. the lack of seeing a future in it right yeah. like when are we going to get out of this mm-hmm. it was the groundhog day uh, that that happened for everyone and every monday every day was a monday because it was like well here we go again mm. right back at it with you know with no end in sight. Even Mondays have the weekend in sight, but it seems far away. Mm-hmm. That was the problem with the pandemic. It's just with social media, like with the passing of Estelle Harris, right. people will be gutted. <laughs> right. I mean, great actress, very funny, in her 90s. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to be gutted over everything. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> anyhow, yeah, it's a... Uh, for me, and I've always said this about Mondays, anyhow, I, I've, I've always been kind of fine with them. Like, I like to get back and catch up. Right. And Tuesdays, Tuesdays are tough. Ugh. Tuesdays are a complete kick in the pills. <laughs> we all know that a car loses about a fourth or one-fourth of its value the minute you drive it off the lot. Well, this dude lost a little more than that. Driver in uh, England bought a brand-new red Ferrari on Friday. Do they come in any other color? I don't think so. Uh, they do. Do they? But, you know, Ferrari red is the classic mm-hmm. color. They lose a quarter of its value, right? Of, right uh, the car loses one-fourth of its value. Yeah, quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't know math. Okay. Um, actually, funny. Oh, here's a little side story to that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm measuring for a skylight that we have at our at our place up in Caledon needs to be replaced. Right. And so the I talk to the Skylight Company and I tell them, okay, it's uh, like 17 by 3 quarters by 45 and a half, whatever the hell it is. So they go, well, we only have a 45 and 15 sixteenth and a, a 17 by, and like really odd, you right. know. So Precise. I'm like, I'm like is 15 16th more or less than that? <laughs> so I have to go downstairs to Daniel. And he sits me down like a four-year-old. And he says, think of a pizza, Dad. <laughs> if you eat 15 slices of 16 compared to three quarters of the pizza. Right. I went, oh, I get it. Uh-huh. Oh, that's why he's got a master's in so physics. Proud son. And I dropped out of math in grade nine. <laughs> Anyhow. This so yeah so do your math on that new vehicle you just bought. All uh, right, it's a quarter of it gone. <laughs> Take a tire away, right away. Uh, um, so this driver buys this brand new Ferrari on Friday, and he's only driven two miles, Oy. two miles from the dealership when he crashes it. Oh, oh no! It's unclear what happened, but I think I know what happened. He was rushing to get to that penis enlargement surgery. Right. The driver wasn't injured. No other vehicles were involved. The whole front end bashed in. Uh, they're saying it's possible he was uh, the driver was messing around, lost control, and slammed into a guardrail. Of course, something. two miles. Right. <laughs> Didn't even get it home. No. You imagine everyone's waiting at home. He's going to drive home with that new Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Worked his whole life. <laughs> Saved every dime. 
All I want. <laughs> Put that horse right back in the barn. <laughs> Let's have a chat, shall we? Let's talk grilling. Teddy Reader's on the line. Good morning, Ted. Morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Ted, how Hello, are you? Hello, everybody. How are we doing, doing Ted? Good. Good, good, good. Excellent. Well, we're getting into the nice time of year. This is the time that people will start to... Thinking about grilling, getting their old barbecues out of the garage or perhaps purchasing something new. And uh, as we always uh, tell listeners, anytime they have any grilling questions, they can get a hold of you. And uh, Chris took us up on that. He sent you an email. says, I listen to you every morning on 94.9 and for about the last five years and have got so many great tips from barbecuing from you. I have a question for you about using a smoker compared to a kettle grill for smoking meat. He says, I've always used a kettle with lump wood charcoal and wood chunks on one side of the grill with a water tray on the other side. I'm looking at buying a new barbecue this spring as my old one has seen its day. So so do you find uh, smoking meats with a smoker with the side loader turns out better than smoking with the kettle? If that is even a true way to smoke the meat, ha ha. What is your preferred way to smoke meats? Thanks for your help and insight, Ted, says Chris Matthews. Uh, Chris Matthews, yes. Um, <clears throat> actually, what Chris is doing, there's nothing wrong with smoking meat using a kettle grill uh, with the fire on the one side, a little water tray on the other side to create some humidity, keep the lid closed, and you can smoke meats perfectly. There's not an issue with that, Chris, at all. But it's a little bit more work because the, the, the metal on usually on a kettle grill is a little bit thinner hard to maintain that even temperature all the way across and so if you're looking to smoke meats and make your life a little bit easier you can turn to the world of a pellet smoker if you want you can just go straight up with a a bradley smoker which is a box smoker that runs off of uh, hardwood biscuits and it is just a smoker so it'll go up to maybe at the most 325 degrees but it's a great way to keep things smoking along nice and easy or you can go to a vertical water smoker. Uh, Weber makes one called a WSM. And it's a, a charcoal tray, a water tray, and then uh, the smoke just goes up and travels through and creates humidity and smokes all the way along you want to do. And then if you want to work a little bit harder, um, a Kamado-style smoker slash grill, like a Big Green Egg or a Kamado Joe, works great. Works perfectly for smoking foods in the winter. It's easy to maintain your temperatures and control that temperature. And for me, the best flavor and the most work and the hardest work comes from an offset barrel smoker, a stick burner. And that'd be like my uh, barrel on my rig, Craig, and yep. what we use up at the joint. Yep. And so you feed one side and then you maintain that temperature all the way through the barrel and you smoke your foods that way. Either way, it, it comes down to a couple of things if you're looking to buy a smoker. One, you need to do some research. Two, you need to figure out what your budget's going to be. And then whatever your budget is, add 25% to that. <laughs> right, I guess. Okay. True, true of anything, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a fact for that there. And lastly, to think, how hard do you want to work? So if you want it nice and easy... A pellet grill is easy. It's a set it and a forget it almost, and you can watch it on your iPhone and, and, and see what's happening and monitor it. But there's not a lot of real work that goes into it. Uh, a stick burner, that's a hard work. That's learning to control fire and temperature and smoke and and work with the elements that are outside. So you have to determine how much you want to spend and how hard you want to work. And once you got that, 
you can go and find what you need to do. Well, and you started with research, Ted, and those who want to research can probably uh, find it in your book, right? Because you've written, well, a couple of books on this. One, you started with the, the Complete Idiot's Guide to Smoking Foods, and then you updated that recently to just smoking foods, right? Yes, we did. And so you've got, it kind of gives you a guide of all the different styles of smoking that are out there and what you want to do. And it really it comes down to budget and uh, how much and how hard you want to work. At the joint, we work real hard at it. Um, it's all live fire. There's no electric pellet smokers. There's no gas grills, gas smokers. It's old school, hardwood and charcoal and low and slow. And you deal with the elements. Um, for me, makes better barbecue. Mm-hmm. You're like cavemen out there at the joint, Teddy. <laughs> Crazy out there, I tell you. Now we painted the joint. It's looking pretty sharp. Oh, getting nice. ready to open. Yeah, and I think Ted too. I, I, people who just are starting out in the smoking, whether it's a, you get a smoking tube or you get a pellet grill, you you'll very quickly learn a new appreciation for the brisket because a lot of people, you know, that's the signature smoking meat, and everyone wants to try one out. But you realize how how flipping hard it is to actually do and pull off properly. It is. Uh, smoking a brisket, one, it's uh, if you're going to do a whole brisket, you're making a, a large investment. Um, right now, I would say that a whole brisket will cost you somewhere in the range of between 125 and $150 wow. for, a, for a big slab of meat, something that's weighing in maybe around 12 or 13 pounds. Um, you then, with, with a brisket, just to give you a very quick overview of, of brisket, it comes down to time and temperature. You need a long time and an even temperature. Uh, at the joint, we'll smoke at around 235 degrees. We take that to an internal temperature of the meat to about 165, 170 degrees. We wrap it in butcher paper. We pop it back into the smoker, and when we let it go until it reaches an internal temperature of 203 degrees. Pull it wrap it let it rest and uh and when i say wrap it we wrap it in plastic and then we pop it in our warming ovens at the at the restaurant to hold it but that's it you got to let it rest for a couple of hours before you carve into it but it's all time and temperature that internal temperature is the key very good and get a thermometer before we let you go you mentioned quickly that the joint has all been painted and freshened up when are you guys opening up for the public uh not not sure yet um We're still building uh, an outdoor kitchen. We're dropping a cement pad down. I think that's going to happen this week. New position for the rig. Building an outdoor counter, adding in a pizza oven, so we'll be doing wood-fired pizza at the joint every day. And, uh, you know, we got some cleaning to do, stripping some floors, getting ready. Still looking for staff. That's the hardest part out there. So going to probably have to modify the menu slightly just to be able to accommodate with the crew that I've got. And uh, we're going to start rocking and rolling somewhere near the end of the month. Beautiful, Teddy. We look forward to coming and seeing you. If anybody wants to talk to you about grilling, wants to apply for a job at the joint, how do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me on social media at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, the joint. No regular words in English rhyme with orange or silver oh. or purple or month, ninth, pint, wolf, opus, dangerous, marathon, discombobulate. <laughs> I love how right away when listening to these, I'm like, well, hang on. I must be able to find some yeah. sort of, like, like the people who wrote this and then researched it at some point in time. Oh, the word pint, actually, when I first read it, I thought there's got to be a word that rhymes with pint. Right. 
It didn't come to me. Not coming right away. I mean, purple, if you've ever had a purple nurple. Yes. But that's a slang. Yeah. So, no. Hmm. I, I had always heard that orange was the only word. Right, yeah. I didn't realize there was all these other ones, but there is. Silver seems so easy to find a rhyme to. If somebody's got one, let us know. 855-432-ROCK. Fine. Wow. Warren Buffett's 91 years old, still drinks at least five cans of Coke every day. He drinks it with breakfast instead of coffee and sometimes drinks it while he eats ice cream. Wow. It's good for Warren Buffett. He woke up hungover every day? Is what, what, how, yeah. Breakfast Coke? Ice cream and Coke. Well, I guess it's like a float, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I never really liked those. Were you a fan? Uh, no, I think uh, the last time I had one was at Lime Ricky's in the Eaton Center, and it ended up on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> out of my mouth. First time I ever uh, drank Long Island iced teas was at a Lime Ricky's, and I got so hammered. <laughs> Those things catch you fast. <laughs> they do. Yeah. I became a big fan. I forgot all about Lime Ricky's. Yeah. They were good. Reed Hastings came up with the idea for Netflix. He's the uh, the originator, the owner. Uh, when he, uh, he came up with the idea for Netflix, when he rented Apollo 13 and wound up owing 40 bucks in late fees... He thought it would be great to have a rental service where you paid a flat rate and kept movies for as long as you wanted. Wow. And I think Blockbuster tried to incorporate that near the end when they were kind of on their last breath. Feedback is the shortest word in English that has letters A, B, C, D, E, and F. Oh. Yeah. All right. Boy, people got a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. It's illegal to boil lobsters alive in New Zealand, Norway, and Switzerland. And I think, if not already, soon to be the UK oh, yeah? as well. Because they had determined that lobsters have feelings. Yes, they do, I'm sure. And uh, if you're going to kill one for uh, to eat, you should just stab it in the back. And what was the theory behind boiling it? That it cooked better that way than, say, just like grilling it or baking it? Or well, I think they thought initially that it was humane that they mm. didn't because the animal didn't feel it. Or oh, didn't, it didn't have a brain that couldn't feel right. that you could just boil it right away. Hmm. I have to ask Teddy Reader that. The most isolated big city in the world is Honolulu. It's uh, over 2,400 miles from another city with a population over 100,000, which is Dale City, California. Anchorage, Alaska is the second most isolated big city. It's about 1,300 miles from Vancouver. Really? So that means, I guess, none of the other cities in the Hawaiian Islands have over 100,000 people. No, no, I guess not. The only reason we've evolved to have eyebrows is that we can give off subtle emotional cues. Really? They're our own emoji? They're an odd thing, the eyebrow, because you don't really notice them much unless, of course, like a unibrow or like really large. Right. But but screw up to trimming your eyebrows and you notice them right away. Oh, right away. Yeah. Your forehead gets huge. Right. And, and you ask most guys, they never notice a woman's eyebrows unless they've done something with them, mm-hmm. like really out of the ordinary. Yeah, I one time made a, a, a little mistake. I was trying to pluck a few of the, the out-of-control ones off the side and... I don't know what happened. I plucked one too many or I screwed something up. So I just decided to take my, my razor blade right. and give it a little trim. And all of a sudden, I ended up with like a Hitler mustache over my one eye. <laughs> so I said, well, I can't have that. I better even it up. So I like really? these two squares. Of, Here's This shows where my marriage is at, though. My wife didn't notice for weeks. 
and we're sitting at dinner one night, and I look up, and she looks at me and goes, what happened to your eyebrows? I said, I did this a month ago. She's an esthetician. Yeah, yeah. I said, I could, I could walk by you on fire. You wouldn't notice. It is also one of the telltale signs for men of aging is that when you go to the hairdresser, they spend more time mm-hmm. on eyebrows like and ears oh, yeah. than they do on the top of your head. The nose hairs have gotten so bad for me. Right. Like, I could literally pluck this morning, get in the car, look in the rearview mirror, and there is a bush growing out of my face. <laughs> I ran into the eyebrows the other day when I looked in the mirror and went, my goodness, it's, mm. like, it's like the end of 60 minutes all of a sudden. <laughs> they get really curly off oh, the ends. nuts. Yeah. Andy Reid was there. He, he had a set. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange thing. Um, what else do we have here for you? A growing cat can jump between five and eight times its height. That would be the equivalent of a human jumping from the ground up to the third floor. Oh, wow. Should play basketball yeah. with this cat. Well, uh, you scare some humans. It gets close. Mm-hmm. Dogs uh, only have... Oh, I got scared this morning. As I was coming in the building, a rabbit ran right in front of the door. Oh, really? Oh, I almost pooped myself. <laughs> Dogs only have a short-term memory span of two minutes or less, so spot isn't that bright. Oh, but they have a long-term memory. I guess they must. They got a, you know, there are incredible stories of dogs finding their way home. Right. I just read one the other day. A dog, his parent, the, the, the family was going on vacation, dropped the dog at the kennel. Yeah. Got on vacation. Their phone lit up that their porch camera had gone off. It was the dog sitting at the front door. Wow. It found its way out of the kennel and ran home and was waiting on the door to be let in. I guess that's why dogs, if you leave for two seconds or two weeks, they they act the same way. Right. Perhaps because that short-term memory, perhaps. Uh, The rate of childhood obesity is highest in Greece. With almost half of boys being overweight, Italy, New Zealand, and Slovenia are next. Oh, okay. For, for chubby kids. Well, Italians would have said the pasta. Yeah. The Greek, I guess it's a lot of bread. Maybe. And, we, and doesn't everybody say the Mediterranean diet is the best diet? Well, that's, probably, that's a hang on, because that's what we say. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to eat healthy. I'll go have a pita. Yeah. And then you go to the one, like, everyone's like, oh, look at this one. It's the size of a football. <laughs> I got to go to this place. We're bathing in tzatziki. <laughs> yeah, because you're stuffing a couple extra cucumbers in it. Yeah. You think yeah. automatically it's healthy for you. Block of feta. <laughs> yeah. and, and three skewers of pork souvlaki. <laughs> Bubble wrap was invented to be a... A 3D wallpaper. That idea never took off, but the guys who created it realized it could be good as packing material. <laughs> what is pro- wallpaper? Out yeah, of that? they're probably throwing it out. <laughs> this didn't How work. annoying would it be? Some little kid comes to your house, and he's just popping yeah, yeah. all of the bubbles. Paid a fortune for that. <laughs> Rolling himself along your wall. Somalia didn't get its first ATM until 2014. Well, that's understandable. Not a lot of money rolling no. around in Somalia. No. And the members of Fleetwood Mac did so much cocaine to get through recording their album Rumors that they considered it a necessity more than something enjoyable, and they contemplated putting their drug dealer in the album credits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We got Fleetwood, we got Mac, we got uh, Stevie Nicks, and we got Norm from Third Street. Stevie Nicks, the great rumor about her is that she did so much coke during the recording, or or in the 70s and the recording of that album, she could no longer put it up her nose. So she had a roadie with a straw because it had to go somewhere. Imagine being that guy. (laughs) 
It's like, please, Stevie, please don't call me. Please Can don't. Can you imagine being the roadie or that tech in the studio, mm. like whose job it was to organize these coked up idiots yeah. to, to all get in and record? Yeah, not and easy. They're busy banging each other. Like, isn't that one of the rumors, yeah, too? Yeah, they like, were all sleeping, together. sleeping with each other. Oh, yeah. Right. And then you got to clean up after that mess? <laughs> yeah, not a good gig. But they sold a few albums. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.